You die once and suddenly you're not invisible. Explore the story of Heed, who was a corpse for a while, but is back to life and trying to learn about just what had happened, only to discover the story is far stranger than that. Inspired by manga, Alter X Artifact is a new LGBTQ webcomic for mature readers revolving around magic and political espionage. This comic features fantastic elements, gripping storytelling, and impressive visuals that pull you into the strange but fascinating world of the comic. Alter X Artifact explores themes of magic, dreams, and relationships, all while deftly weaving a compelling mystery with eye-catching visuals. You're still in time to enjoy the exciting prologue as well, but you gotta hurry over on to the website. So, if you're looking for your next weekly webcomic read, you need to go to alterxartifact.com. That is alterxartifact.com. Now back to the show. Hello and welcome to the Distraction Hole. I am your host this week, David Davis. With me is the delightful Kevin Heyman. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Hail Eris and greetings to our listeners in Rwanda. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. And then we also have the also delightful Mike. Mike, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Can't complain, I guess. Have we ever used your last name on air? No. Uh, I guess not. Is it a safety thing? Uh, it's it's just a why. I mean, it, it it I think it's information that doesn't need to be out there. Yeah, That's fair. Well, you're the notorious you're the notorious Mike. I get it. Well, also, you know, there's there is, there can be confusion if we use his last name, and we'll talk about that off the air. Okay, fair enough. Hey, so um, you know, last time we did this, which was what, like three weeks ago? Yeah, before uh, God decided before the to dark smite times. us. Yeah. <laughs> Before the dark time, uh, I had talked about how I was going to open every episode with like a cheese pun. I decided I'm not going to string cheesy jokes together. Um, oh, going forward. so but that's the last one. I'm I'm, I'm retiring My a bit from is. there. <laughs> um, yeah, so. cheese. Oh my god! <laughs> well, you cheddar not do that anymore. Oh, nice. Ouch. <laughs> so we are back after a little bit of hiatus. Um, so yeah, God apparently hates us. It's like yep. a power outage <laughs> and then an illness. Well, there was mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot. There's a couple of power outages. Well, I mean, we were and literally about to record and, when we our yeah. power went out the last time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were prepped to have a guest and everything, and we're gonna try to get him on next week. Yeah, but, you know, we're back in it again, and usually what we'll do is uh, we do these on weeks that we actually record Supernatural Selection because this is our treat. This is a little treat for us. So, all right. So we are back to discuss uh, things that we like or things that we've been distracting ourselves with. Yeah. And we decided who's going in what order off the air. So there's none of that, like, five-minute conversation about who's going up first. Yeah, but we are going to have a five-minute conversation about the fact that we're not having a five-minute conversation about it, so... (laughs) I I, I just... We got to fit in that five minutes anyway for the runtime. I I decided I'm not ready yet. Someone else go. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. 
<laughs> All right. Well, oh, Mike, you're God. up. So, <laughs> what did you distract yourself with? This so, I've still been playing a Breath of the, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom. Breath of the Tears, <laughs> Tears of, of the, the Kingdom. Wild. Breath of the Wild Tears Kingdom. Mutual of Omaha's Tears Kingdom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know that's going well. I keep just not main doing the main quest. I just there's just so much to do. That's me mm-hmm. in Skyrim. And uh, um, what else? I try to think of just all the, the little things, man. Yeah, the, the exploration is just so fun because I'm still finding spots. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know if this is your experience because you you played Breath of the Wild, right? Yes. Um, are, are you finding places in Tears of the Kingdom that you did not explore in Breath of the Wild? Oh, yeah. In fact, I'm noticing that all the important areas in Breath of the Wild are have nothing really there in Tears of the Kingdom. And all the areas that were just kind of filler are now the important parts. You know what this sounds like is hmm. the extra quest from uh, when you beat Zelda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the master quest. Yeah, the master quest. That's the one. Yeah, but, you know, there's so many people hemming and hawing when Tears of the Kingdom was announced that it was going to be, you know, this basically the same map. And I don't know. I don't get. I mean, I can understand like the at the concept. You're like, oh, that seems a little lazy. But you know, between the two other layers and just the new stuff, it does not feel yeah. old or stale or you know repetitive. Uh- Right. Well, and I'll tell you what, for me, the depths alone yeah. sold the game for me. Like, I loved, like, I'm sad that I lit up the entire depths now <laughs> because I miss, yeah, no. I miss having, like, the darkness and kind of, like, running around as a goblin in the dark. Yeah, it is really dark well, you and are creepy a goblin. down there. Kevin, can I, you, I am. I am. Have you seen anything of the depths? I've not seen So it one is literally pitch black. Wow. Like, if you don't bring your own light, you can't see shit. Sounds like the Underdark or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's great because it's uh, like the inverted version of the world map. So where all the mountains were in the world map, there are giant pits. Yeah. And and all and, water is just a wall. And it's great when you like fire an arrow with a light bloom into the distance and it keeps going and going and going and fades into the darkness. And you you find out that you almost stepped into a massive canyon. Or, oh, wow. <laughs> or you fire a, a light bloom arrow into the darkness and it stops halfway where you thought it would. And there was a wall there you didn't expect. <laughs> it's great, man. I love that. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm cleaning Midgar in, fi- in from Final Fantasy 7 in Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> so as far as video games go, that's which is cool too. Uh, yeah. Did you get the SpongeBob expansion? I for did that? not. I'm waiting for the Warhammer 40,000 one because in the dark yes. future of the 41st millennium, there is only filth. That'll definitely bring me back to Power Wash Simulator. Yeah. What's the theme for the 40k one? Is it like don't um, don't, just, don't have an idea? They just revealed the logo. It was just a teaser. It, it should be like some sort of orc machinery, and you're spray painting it red to make <laughs> it go faster. That would be fun. God, there, there is a lot they could do with that, isn't there? I, and I told Mike <laughs> I had an idea for another expansion they could do if they wanted to do it. They could do Mist <laughs> Island. Hmm. Because I love me some mist. Oh, you know it'd be another fun 40k version of Power Wash. What's that? Uh, instead of power washing, it's a flamethrower, and you're burning t- uh, uh, tyranids. Purge this field with fire. Hell yeah! Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, Mike, what else did you have for us? So that that was just. I'm trying to think of any other little things I did, but I come coming up with nothing. 
So the big thing no, I've mean, been doing uh, the last couple of weeks is uh, watching. I've never seen this before, as for as old as it is, but uh, Ranma One Half. I've never watched oh, it before. Oh shit! So I'm now like fifty episodes in. Yeah, I'm gonna it's start so watching. Good. It's it it's fun looking. I love the character designs. I'm a fan of that lady's art. I can't remember her name, but you know she did that Inuyasha. Oh uh, God, what else? Yuritsu Yatsura. Kimiger Orange Road. Oh man, um, so uh, I'm gonna have my phone here so I can Google her. But yeah, go ahead and keep going. So, um, like I said, it's you know it's been around longer than I've been in anime, but just one of those shows I never really got around to. I think I think the problem was when we were first watching anime, there was not a U.S. distributor. I. Th- mm-hmm. I th- there may have been, but it was also like you know thirty dollars for yeah. a tape with two episodes. Oh, oh I've yeah. got I've got her name, Rumiko Takashi. There Takahashi. you go. Yeah. Now I remember like the only place where I could buy anime was Columbia Record House. <laughs> oh wow. No, we we had a couple of stores, uh, Suncoast Video and Camelot. Mm-hmm. Well, Camelot, yeah, in the early they had they, some, they, but then they closed too, like uh, probably before we left high school. Well, you know, they turned into what's it called, FM or oh, uh, F- FME, I FME, think. FME, yeah, oh, yeah. For and then, but my they, entertainment, but yes. they still closed pretty quickly after that. Yeah, did, did, did you guys have mall. Warehouse Video? Never no. heard of it. We had we okay. had a, briefly had a Sam Goody. Mm. Good to get it. Um, there's like kind of a more local chain called Bebop Record Shop that survived longer. It, yeah. This is just making me miss record stores and video stores. I know. We have a record store out in Raymond, and Mississippi, that, where Terry lived. Ever told mm. my uh, my uh, anime buying story? Oh, uh, is this the one I think it is? <laughs> where it was, it was at Camelot. Yeah, this so, is the one. So I was in there and I was buying a tape of a. Uh, Tenshi Moyu, Galaxy Police Mihoshi's uh, p- police, Galactic Police Adventure, something like it's that. It's the one that ripped off yeah. Star Wars in the poster. Well, no, this mm-hmm. well, this was her her the pol- space police one. This wasn't. Oh, the, uh, oh, 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 oh. I'm yeah. thinking of the other one. Yeah, Not bad. No, um, and so I bring the tape up, and little little uh, I mean, she was a woman. She was probably like a couple years older than us, but not by much. Um, and she looks at she's it. She's your she, senpai. She no. She she's ringing it up, and she's like, "Is this, <laughs> is this, is this a flick?" I'm like, "I don't understand what you mean. Is it a flick?" Um, no. She's like, "Is it porn?" I'm like, "Oh no 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 no." <laughs> well, y'all wouldn't have it if it was porn. Yeah, they you? they didn't sell like real porn or anything. But yeah, I mean, yeah, well, like, how do you explain an OVA to someone who doesn't know what an OVA is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. I guess it was kind of on the ichi side but yeah sure but Ooh. i mean you know it's 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 tinchy yeah it's always kind of like that so so speaking of ichi you know watching uh ranma one half i'm going wow why didn't i watch this when i was younger because <laughs> there's there's a there's a lot of uh nudity not a lot i mm-hmm. guess you know a surprising amount for but, a television but, series yeah more than i expected well, and it's all played for gags anyway. Oh, yeah, so. that's it's, true. It's definitely not yeah. uh, uh, sexualized, really. Well, mm-hmm. sort of is in some ways. There's the, uh, oh, what's his name? Hipposai? Hippos- yeah. He's, he's a you know, little pervert and you know, <coughs> always trying to steal underwear and grab 
girls. He's the Master Roshi of the... Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's what I was going to say. Worse than Master Roshi, then. You know, oh, yeah, that's right. Because he's, like, actually like, grabbing and, you know... Master Roshi just wants to see some panties. Yeah, definitely a <laughs> different time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you could not get away with that shit nowadays. No. Not in a character... I guess he's not really supposed to be sympathetic, oh. but he's definitely not a villain. <laughs> More like of a the, the most, played off for comedy. The, the, the most Roshi like contemporary character I can think of is uh, Mineta from My Hero Academia, and it's not oh, like he's yeah. actually like playing grab ass. I, I guess the other one might be uh, Brooke in One Piece because he's always asking to see the lady's panties, but like again, yeah, it's not like he's actually like, physically doing things. Yeah. yeah, that's much closer to Roshi. Yeah, yeah and, and at least, well, I say at least it's still bad either way, but. The person he's most like grabbing on is Ranma, the guy the, the, that turns into a girl. Yeah, when he, so you know that's. So, are you enjoying it? Mm, well, I'm 50 episodes in. So, what do you think? <laughs> okay, see, I'm used to one of our friends that will start watching something, not enjoy it, and then just hate watch the entire series. No, it, but it is interesting to watch this. That it, it, hell, I was even we're even familiar with. Uh, it because there was an SNES game uh, of Ranma One Half. It's basically like a Street Fighter ripoff fighting game. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember what it was called. Uh, it was like, hard Battle Ranma One Half. Hard uh, well, Battle. Yeah, that was the the English name. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and you know, did we rent that or? Yes, we saw it, and I was like, anime. Yeah, and we rented it, and <clears throat> so this, and so we didn't do nothing about the show really. I think we didn't even know about the show at this point. Nope. Right? That was our first mm-hmm. experience with Ranma was uh, reading the, video the manual game. and finding out, oh, it's a dude that turns into a chick. And Hell yeah. And so, you know, now coming back and seeing where all that came from is interesting. Yeah. The mm-hmm. game does not hold up. Oh, no. I, I just a couple days ago... Uh, Loaded up a emulator just to take a look at it, and who? It's, it's okay. I own the well, I own the cartridge, so we can do that. Yeah, who, no, it's also like what what licensed games usually hold up. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, Goof Troop, Goof Troop for one. <laughs> like all of Capcom's <laughs> Disney games. Yes, Ducktales, uh, Super mm-hmm. Super Star Wars. Okay. All there right. All right. That too. Well, technically Lucas Disney. Film, technically Disney now. Now, but you know, <laughs> at the time they were. At the time. But yeah, no, it, I, I remember Super Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars being really hard. Yes. Yeah. Well, it and uh, Empire and Jedi were fantastic games, but they were hard as balls. Mm. Yeah. So, um, any questions about Ranma? No. Uh, like, if if you were going to introduce someone to like anime in a broad sense like a retro anime is this what you would suggest or would you it's, suggest a different I mean, series? It is one of the OGs I'm, I have to say that you know you couldn't if you want retro anime you can't go much better than Ranma because it you know, it's like 140 episodes so you got a lot of material to watch um, it's look watching it I'm seeing things that you know I recognize as tropes in modern anime like, like Akane is like the Proto uh, Sundari. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're such a terrible person. Yeah, I love you. yeah, because she she obviously she you know she gets jealous when other girls are hanging on Ranma, but you know 
she says she hates his guts and, you know, yeah. beats the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so there's that. There's, you know, um, I don't know, just, just everything. It's, it is a, uh, grandfather of a lot of the shows. Would you say now. it's an archetype of certain yeah. genres, like I'm, I'm your harem sh- anime? And- yeah. I mean, yeah, because there's lots of girls that want to get with Ranma. Um, and kind of, you know, thing that you doesn't really carry over as much. There's a lot more, like, like Ryoga wants Akane, and, you know, there, there's, there's a lot more, whereas nowadays it's more of, like, all these... There's all these girl characters and they want the main guy character. Sometimes it's reversed. There's a lot more mm-hmm. interplay with all these various characters having unrequited feelings and people like them and they like someone else. And it's just kind of a web. Yes. Yeah, so that's be what lot- I've always wanted to check it out for is it just sounds like a soap opera, yeah. but a fun one. It's a lot more distilled nowadays where it's just, you know, more simplified, like a love triangle or a love or just Rhombus. a harem anime. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, yeah there's... so, so I, I, I guess another question I have, um, now how I've only seen a handful of episodes and that was a long time ago, but mm-hmm. how, uh, is it like a episodic thing or is there like an ongoing storyline to it? So Cause I don't remember personally. It's, it's not episodic. It's, you know, it's earlier. So there, while there is an overall progression, style wise and character mm-hmm. introduction wise i would say on the whole it's it doesn't really matter episode order doesn't matter too much except there are sometimes like groups of episodes that have a underlying story or you know a continuation multi-part you know storyline mm-hmm. but other than that you know it's pretty self-contained Okay. There's not, there's not. There doesn't seem to be an overall arcing plot. The only way you'll know you're like two or three seasons ahead, or you know. So whatever. it's like Star Trek: The Next Generation. There's no or, overarching plot, but there is progression. Yeah, you'll you'll all of a sudden mm-hmm. if you all of a sudden see these characters that no one's like questioning where they came from, you're like, oh, I must have missed some episodes, or you know, ten. Because there's not really seasons <laughs> like we think of them today. There's basically the first 10 or 12 episodes. Because apparently at first it didn't do well. Like the first mm. batch of episodes didn't do well. So it didn't get renewed. But then in reruns got, you know, really popular. So they came out with a second series, which was just a direct sequel. And that, the rest of that, you know, 100 20 something episodes that's 18 the first 18 episodes and then the last like 122 episodes or something like that are all just one continuous block with no real breakup in seasons other than you know occasionally the opening and ending themes will change but okay no no real hard cutoffs but they will have you know like i said self-contained like two th- or three part you know story arcs Okay. Now, you make me want to go ahead and check it out. So, um, because again, like I remember it, I remember watching some episodes, but again, also like when it was here in the States, when I first became aware of it, it was really hard to get a hold of. So I never got to 
dive into it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm doing my Gundam thing right now, and this is my first chance to really like sit down because it's like, well, Crunchyroll has all the episodes, mm-hmm. and they have Ren uh, that I want to well, watch. Right? I don't know if they have Ren now, but I'm gonna look. We're not yeah. gonna say how we're watching it. Oh, hold on, I was gonna oh, say no, everybody sails the high seas once in a while. You already heard. Well, it is available like, on Hulu. Technically, oh, it's on Hulu. Already, oh, yeah. okay. Both sub and dubbed. Because Kevin, I did send you the link to Final Sacrifice today, so we're <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that's different. That's yeah. look. If you want your movie to be taken seriously and you don't want MST3K to make fun of it, maybe don't name your hero fucking Zap Rousedower. <laughs> Zippity Zappity Rousedower. Zippity Zappity Rousedower. <laughs> Sorry, and I'm oh, I'm man. gonna start watching Rama as well here soon. Uh, yeah, we can all like watch some episodes and uh, compare on that. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Should be fun. So, so let's see, Mike. You've been playing Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. You've been uh, watching Ranma. Do you got anything else that you've been distracting yourself with? Um, something else. Oh yeah. Uh, also picked it up because it was on sale, but been revisiting uh, Katamari Damacy. Because it's on Steam. Because the Katamari Damacy re-roll has been on Steam for a little bit, but they just came out with the uh, We Love Katamari re-roll. Oh, okay. So um, they're not on Steam sale, unfortunately, but Green Man Gaming was having a sale on them, so I picked them up. Mm. Um, I haven't played that game in forever. Yeah, I love that game so much. I remember the first (laughs) time you brought it over to Paul's. And we all sat down, and you put it in, started running it, and the opening started. And I remember <laughs> Paul's ex-wife just going, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> yes, it is so bizarre. Just because the geese come in, and we were like, what? And so what made me want to play it again was I remembered something. And there's like one of my favorite songs ever. Like This song is just like, I don't know what it is about this song. Is it I Lonely just, Rolling Star? Yes, Lonely Rolling Star. It's like, I love that song. Yeah. That song mm-hmm. is awesome. Well, it is. It's like both kind of like happy and kind of a little sad at the it's, same time. It's a little melancholic. It just gets me in the feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we've all got those video game songs that do that for us. Like, I could probably name like two right now off the top of my head for me. Yeah. What, what about you, Kevin? Do you got one uh, song that? Honestly, I was gonna say "Lonely Rolling Star." <laughs> it's, hey, hey, you it's know one that's of my fair, that's fair. favorites. Um, I you put me on the spot, and I don't actually have one I can think of offhand. Uh, oh, but you, you probably have one though for sure. Oh yeah, sure. And like every yeah. now and again, I'll sit there and I'll be doing the music from the windmill and uh, from Ocarina of Time. I'll get that going through my head. Yeah, like two that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, Gusty Garden Galaxy from Super Mario Galaxy. Okay. Um, which they also used in the Mario movie, and I was just so excited when I heard that in the credits. Oh, good. That's like one of my, one of my favorite Mario compositions. And then um, Sticker Brush Symphony from Donkey Kong Country 2, which okay. uh, like one of my all-time favorite video game tunes. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, so look them up. They're pretty good. But, um, all right, well, you got anything else you want to run through, Mike? Are I, we good I to think move I'm, on to Kevin? I think I'm tapped out. Although, <laughs> yeah, I'm tapped out. Okay. Maybe I'll, uh, right, well, since I'll continue watching, I may bring Ranma updates in the next episode. 
Sure. Well, yeah, you've been updating us on Tears of the Kingdom, too, so yeah. that's fine. Yeah, and on uh, Supernatural Selection, you're our fungus guy at the moment, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just one fun guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, Kevin, you said something about having a oh, new wow, segment. What's died. this about? So, I will typically have... Uh, wow, Mike's over there dying. Sorry. So... <laughs> I typically get on here and will complain and bitch about stuff that y'all like. And mm-hmm. it dawned on me, I I have seen like th- up to three things I've actually liked in the last two weeks. What the fuck? I know. Kevin liking things? Uh, wow, with, the, with the, all the weather we're having in the world, surely is ending soon. Oh, this is a sign of the end times. They he, made he doesn't media even like online. us. I know. I tolerate y'all at best. But uh, so first off, Secret Invasion. Mm. All right, I bitched about the intro, and I still don't like the intro, but it is a damn good show. Sam Jackson is really putting forth some effort in here with his acting. It's pretty well written. It's intriguing. You don't know what's going to happen. And it's just good actors acting the shit out of their roles. Mm. Like the first episode, I was like, well, this is all right. It's passable. If the rest of the series is this good, I guess I'm okay. And then the second episode came on, I was like, holy fuck, this is great. <laughs> like, I, I really enjoyed seeing Sam Jackson do his uh, thing with Ben Mendelsohn. Yes. Like, those two are really good together. Oh, I love but those then when. Two. When Don Cheadle showed up, and it was Sam ja- uh, Sam Jackson and Don Cheadle, oh, I was man. like, oh my god. You know, I love the whole help a brother out angle he tried to use, mm-hmm. and Don Cheadle was like, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's just such a good show so far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I, this isn't a spoiler, this is just random speculation. I think Rhodey's a scrawl. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. too. Yeah, and I'm going to laugh if it turns out he's a scroll, and then the real roadie shows up, and it's Terrence Howard. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Not going to happen, but it's funny. I just, you know, I'm just saying, if you want to bring Terrence Howard back, that's how you can do it. Yeah, you know, that begs a question, though. Like, if this roadie is a scroll, when did it happen? You know, I've been wondering that myself. Yeah. How long? I- like, I love the conspiracy angle. I wish the scale was a little bigger to it. Yeah, no, they're having to, like, you know, dodge around superheroes. Mm-hmm. And that always... Of course, that's also a thing in the comics. Is like something going on with S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's like, and why isn't Thor handling this? Well, I mean, with the Secret Invasion comic, they had, like, everybody in oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, because yeah. in the comics, you know, spoiler warning, it was, uh, yeah. the queen of the Skrulls was uh, Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, man, that that was a great storyline, too. So, yeah. you know, I, you know that, that's the thing about the MCU. They don't do one-to-one adaptations, but, like, I find they take the... They, they generally do a good job of getting the essence well, you know, of the I thought the thing. film version of Civil War was way better than the comic version of Civil War. So Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Because yeah. Civil War was kind of a shitty storyline. Mm-hmm. I feel like this gives them a chance to go back and like kind of fix some ideas that didn't work. And yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm kind of looking forward to what happens with uh, Marvel Comics now that Pearl Mutter's been fired. 
That, yeah, we'll see what happens. The man um, that when Terrence Howard, when he got Ter- he fired Terrence Howard and they asked who we should get to play Rhodey, he said, it doesn't matter, they all look alike. Right? Yeah. Have you seen, like, the only... Because there's been, like, two photos of Ike Perlmutter I've seen on the internet. One of him in, like, the early 90s. And the other one's him with Trump. (laughs) Yeah, him with Trump, and he looks like a fucking lizard person. Yes. And he was apparently, like, one of the few people Trump would take phone calls from. Mm -hmm. How's that for shit? A few years. Yeah, no, the guy in charge of Marvel, friends with the president of the United... The the shittiest president. Hmm. So and that, that okay, so you like Secret Invasion with the bathtub. <laughs> so so you like Secret Invasion? Yes, um, yes I do. I am enjoying the hell out of it. So that's one of them, but you still uh-huh. have like two more, right? Yes, I do. Um, okay. Oh my god, my brain just blanked on the second one, so I'm gonna jump to the third one, uh, and hopefully it'll come back to me. The third one, uh, I just saw the first episode of my adventures with Superman. Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Oh, my God, it is so good. It's adorable. It is so fun. Yeah, it's from the same studio that did uh, the Voltron show on Netflix. Yes, you can tell. It's the same character mm-hmm. designs, which really work for it. Um, it's really, I, I'm looking forward to this whole sort of Superman is actually a magical girl boy. <laughs> yeah, that, that transformation scene. And, uh, <laughs> and also, they cast... Uh, Jack Quaid as mm-hmm. Clark slash Superman, and you could not cast anyone better for that role. Mind you, I he keep is hearing really it. good. I keep hearing it, and I'm going Boimler. Yeah, I keep thinking of Huey from The Boys. Okay, that's fair. I haven't seen The Boys. <laughs> uh, I didn't like the bits I've seen, but mm. I love him as um, uh, Boimler on Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. So well, you know, and his take on Clark here is it, he has the perfect voice for Clark. Yes, like he's gonna have to grow into like the Superman confident voice. Yes, I think, but like what he has really works. I'll tell you what else I like is they apparently just turned Jimmy Olsen into me. <laughs> you know, he he's me. Mm-hmm. And Although I also really like Lois. Yes. Oh, God. No, there's no character in there I don't like so far. Yeah, even Perry White, who's, like, normally just kind of, like, a background sort no, of character. I'm, him being, like, the guy herding these cats together is working out really well so what far. I like, and this is, this is, I'm moving past the scope of it, is when they cast Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White, it changed the dynamic of the character and I think it's for the better. He's a more dynamic character. He's got more going on. Uh, he's not a joke mm. in the in the DCEU stuff that he was in. So mm. I was very happy with that. And um, they, you, you gotta you gotta it. have Perry be someone that Superman or, or Clark. I'm sorry, Clark should look up to and want to impress. Yes, and. They've moved that over into this. Perry is a much more, um, like, you know, believable character now instead of, yeah, great Caesar's ghost. Mm. Find out who Superman is. You know, it's it's none of that. Yeah. It's more of, God, you are going to get yourselves killed. What are you doing? <laughs> um, I liked I liked Livewire. I'm not I sure how not I feel about Twink Deathstroke yet. yet. I haven't seen the second episode. 
Oh, well, ah, oh, shit. Sorry, Did I, I didn't have a you? chance. I knew Deathstroke was in it. But okay. uh, I didn't know Livewire was in it. Oh, oh, well, shit. I'm sorry. That's okay. I don't know anything that happens in it. So, yeah. you know, I'm good. I was going to find out. Yeah. I still well, now I feel like a jerk. <laughs> I still haven't watched the first episode yet, but I will yeah. probably tonight. Yeah. Mike, you're going to like it. You're, I, I really th- you liked Voltron. Yeah. And uh, you like this. It really does feel like an anime now. I mean, I can in see a good that, way. Yeah. In a good way. Considering <laughs> that I've, I've, I was saw uh, our roommate showed me uh, the transformation, the transformation, yeah, the super, the Sailor Moon Superman, yeah, <laughs> in the name of the moon, yeah, that that's hilarious. <laughs> it really is, and you know that seems to be a thing they're doing these days because a lot of the stuff we watched when we were younger were about guys turning into other guys, and it. They like in uh, the Masters of the Universe Revelation, you know, He Man's transformation was straight up the Sailor Moon transformation, right down to the Moon Prism rainbow mm. effect. <laughs> so and mm. and and like the belt appeared, and then like the shaggy shorts popped out of it. And I was <laughs> like, okay, no, I'm down. It makes sense. That's oh. what that's what He Man is. Well, not only yeah. that, it's just you know, it's the. Uh, it's uh, what you call it? He just cultural the, inspiration. Yeah, he is the one called Sailor Man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Mike. What else have I seen that I'm excited about? That I was talking about this week. Um, I'm trying to remember what the other thing was. Uh, it was Superman. It was Secret Invasion. Yeah, Secret Invasion. Um, I've seen several things that I've really enjoyed, though, and it feels good to say that for once. Yeah, I'm happy for you. I, I really am. do. And he 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 came out of his curmudgeon cave. Well, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, just a little toe outside. Yeah, I need sunlight. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what hasn't been making me happy is uh, I'm reading Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> and okay. I love Lord of the Rings, but I've hit Tom. I hit Tom Bombadil. <laughs> Now, there is a reason this man has been left out of every adaptation of the series. <laughs> I am up to my balls in whimsy right now. <laughs> I am I am real upset about it, too. It's like, here's the beginning of a cracking good adventure story. Oh, no. It's a prancing freak. <laughs> and his Aww. wife. Aww. Oh, no. Hi, doll, dairy doll, Tom Bombadillo, join me in my world of stupidity. Yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> annoying as hell, and then he strips the hobbits naked, and they dance around in a field waiting for her, and I'm like, this is child grooming. Oh, no. Tom Bombadil, you are a child groomer. Oh, the hobbits were, like... Child size, Mike. They're well, they're child size, size no, but was they're like fifty years old. No, not Bilbo. Uh, Frodo. Frodo. I know was like 30 he was, or 40 years old. He was fifty years old. He was fifty-five. Well, the others were in their thirties. But st- they were still like what they're, young adult. They're like fun teenagers. Size. They're fun. Maybe twenties. I, yeah, I know. I will size, give Peter but... Jackson credit for uh, taking out Tom Bombadil because yeah. I don't think there was any okay. way he could make that work. In all fairness, everyone's taking out Tom Bombadil. He is in no adaptation of that story. He's never been in any in any of the animated versions. He's not in the radio plays. Mm. The only thing he's in is in the audio books. God help us. 
<laughs> well, like, who would you cast as Tom Bombadil if if you were casting Black. the Lord of the Rings yes. trilogy? Oh, yeah, fuck. Shit, you got it. <laughs> I had One an answer right fucking there, man. Because the, I've thought about it. It's like, who would I to Jack Black? Just so Jack Black. So, so yeah. So maybe he is like way outside thematically for he also, you know, the movies. But it would be interesting to have like just a Tom Bombadil like standalone. Uh, there thing. was talk of them trying to do a musical movie of Tom Bombadil, which <laughs> like it's all about bears and badgers and shit trying to capture him. <laughs> Which sounds like a cereal commercial. It sounds like <laughs> David the Gnome. It Do you does. remember David the I Gnome? I love David the Gnome. The, you know what? That's David also the... my nickname, apparently. <laughs> David <laughs> the Gnome also had trolls in it, so you know. Do you remember how David the Gnome ended? Yep, yep. That was uh, I actually worked that into Aaron Apprentice when. Uh, do you remember the Garbage Gnomes? Mm, right. Yeah, JT. Uh, from Night Gig started a Garbage Gnomes uh, radio show. Him do, do, and, do you have any of those episodes? I'm going to ask him if I can get them. And we yeah, may put, put them up on in the, the Patreon, feed. man. Uh, yeah. And, but one of the things in there was uh, the dad yelling at his son and the son was like, I hate you, dad. I hope you turn into a tree. Because <laughs> At the end, spoilers, yeah. uh, David and Lisa die and turn into trees. And then for some that reason, a... Swift the Fox runs off and gets laid. It was a weird fucking cartoon, it but really I, I kind of want to watch it again. It was, it, was, it was an adventure show adaptation of those gnome books. You know, when it used to air on uh, Nick Jr., yeah, like right it, at yeah. the transition between mm-hmm. Nick Jr. and Nickelodeon proper, because uh-huh. I, I used to when I wasn't a latchkey kid, uh, I was sent <laughs> to other people's houses and they happened to watch a lot of kids. Right. 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 So, you know, Nick, uh, Nick Jr. was always on. But like there was there would always be David the Gnome and Theme I'd watch it and I'd be like, this head. is kind of wild, man. Yeah. No. And Tom Bosley, the fact that it's the dad from Happy Days. Mm hmm. Mm hmm was bizarre but yeah. i love the show it's great okay so uh you, you, so we were talking about tom bombadil I'm, I'm going back in the conversation yeah. here so from david and the gnome uh david the gnome to tom bombadil to you not enjoying your time with tom bombadil here's my other reading problem. lord of the rings here's my other okay. problem with tom bombadil mm. though okay narratively mm-hmm. it's problematic it's like, oh, here's the thing that's going to destroy the world. I can wear it on my pinky. Fuck you. And well, then uh, suddenly you got to write yourself out of the corner of this guy could solve all our problems. Mm-hmm. It's you, know, like, and, you know, as as much as I love Lord of the Rings, I'm going to be, I'm going to say something that's probably pretty controversial. Controversial I don't know here. It is. If it's what I think it I, is. I don't think Tolkien is a very good storyteller. No, no, he's not. Like, the thing about The Lord of the Rings, it's a fucking history book. Yeah, and no one structures a story the way he structures stories. You yeah, know, like, you don't know, get me wrong. I love Tolkien. I think yeah. he's a fantastic writer. But the storytelling of Lord of the Rings, well, uh, not great. Well, you don't have, like, major events happen off camera. Mm-hmm. And then have somebody, you know, vaguely explain it. And you also don't um, have God show up 
and then everybody have to come up with excuses for why they don't let God solve the problem. And also why God can only exist in this one, like, four square mile track of land. <laughs> like, seriously. It's like, yeah, why don't I we mean, give it to Bombadil? I buy will lose it or something. Anyway, we gotta go throw it in the they volcano. Why do just fly the eagles to Mordor? Because the eagles are kind of pissy. <laughs> Honestly. And just... No, no, no. The eagles are sovereign. They're, they're like soft sits. You, you don't fuck with them. You don't pull them over. You don't ask them for favors. Uh, unless, you're Gra- unless you're Gandalf. Yeah, well, Gandalf gets a pass on everybody. <laughs> so I, oh, I cannot remember what my third thing was. Just know that I enjoyed three things this week. Well, we might have it for uh, next week then. There you go. Yeah, I, but... I'm watching... Oh, God. Okay, I remember. Strange New Worlds. New season of Strange New Worlds. yes, yes, yes. It has been... um, Here's the thing about Strange New Worlds. There's been a couple of... um, What could be, compared to the other episodes, clunkers. But even their bad episodes are pretty okay Star Trek. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Like, they're just fun adventure <clears throat> stories, even though they're not, like, the best. And they've had probably the most Star Trek episode they've ever done, which is The Trial of Una Chin Riley, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is basically a, a scientific... Uh, a scientific... A science fiction allegory for uh, gay and trans rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, of course, it definitely reminded me of, uh, was it Measure of a Man? Yeah. In uh, season two of... Yeah, it had that feel. Yeah. It, it reminded me of the Court Martial of Spock in the original series, which also, kudos for them uh, making something fun with the costumes from the original series. They've really been trying to make those make sense. Oh, dude, I love the, the current Starfleet uniforms. Uh, I, I want a blue... Uh, I want a science blue uniform. I want one to uh, wear. Yeah, yeah. With the little the little uh, patterns in the uh yeah, the upper part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little uh, deltas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Also this you know, it, Sorry, go oh, ahead, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was also going to say like also the way that they adapted the uh the the original series movie costumes, the red naval jackets yeah. in that one episode of season one of Strange yes. New Worlds, like oh my god, I was just I was losing it, it my made shit. Me so happy. I was yeah. losing my shit at that. There's one other thing uh, that they did just for Star Trek fans in this latest episode. Have you seen it? Uh, the one that came out just recently with this week, um, this week where they went to Rigel yeah. Seven. Yes, Rigel Seven. Yes. Okay. Now, and you probably know this, but I'm going to explain this for the listeners, of course. Uh, In the Cage, the original Mm -hmm. Star Trek pilot featuring Christopher Pike as captain, uh, when the doctor comes to make him a martini, which is the most 60s statement I've ever made on this show, but when the doctor comes to make him a mixed drink, uh, Pike is explaining how that last away mission on Rigel 7 a few weeks ago where they lost three crew members and then later the Telosians bring that out of his memory and he goes back to that time and it's mm-hmm. a version of that castle and he's fighting a giant. Mm-hmm. The fact that this episode was a sequel to an anecdote in the unaired original pilot <laughs> is like Mwah. Thank you for that. Yeah. 
As a uh, nerd, how do you feel you're petting me? How how do you feel about them like adjusting the timeline a bit regarding the the World War Three eugenics war thing? Completely fine with that because you yeah. know I the first time I really watched Space Seed was in 1992, <laughs> and I was like, wow, you guys really kind of man. I have to the, kick that can down the road. The far off year of what was it, nineteen ninety? Ninety two. Ninety two. Ninety two was the was when Spock disappeared. I think no, yeah. ninety six was when he disappeared. But the eugenics wars and World War Three and all that really started in ninety two. Yeah, well, you know, and that's the thing is like whenever you do these prequels, like nothing's ever gonna line up one hundred percent. And I no. always I always look at this stuff with like. It's a sliding scale of time. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, if they had kept the eugenics wars as being in 92, that'd be fine because it's, it's you know, yeah, you're just, it's, it's, at this point it becomes alt history. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't see the need to try to have our, like, this, the, Star Trek's never going to happen. So why are you trying yeah. to We're make it seem like it can up. happen? Yeah. But it didn't bother me. Yeah, it didn't bother no, me. I, at I all. like I it. I fine. like it. I don't think they needed to do it, but I appreciate the effort. Yeah. Also, um, well, I mean, I guess if they hadn't changed it, then you know they would have had to have gone back to the '90s, which you mm-hmm. know Voyager showed that you know time travel back to the '90s for Star Trek is a bit ropey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. in, in yeah. a lot of plaid. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and like yeah. beanies. I do appreciate the fact that they like have the temporal police going on in the background, though. That's oh, yeah, that no, always that's makes great. me happy to see them pop up. Yep, and uh, you know what? Big, big props to the guy playing Kirk, Paul Wesley. Yeah, uh, he is just fantastic as a modern take on Kirk. Yeah, like he he screams Kirk to me. Like, okay, He's... obviously I want him to beef up a little bit because I'm used to kind of a thicker Kirk. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thick boy like, Kirk. This, yeah, yeah, I, I like thick boy Chunk Kirk because he's always kind of like the barrel-chested captain, right? Yeah, no. But, um, like, his attitude is perfect so he's far. All it, we've really yeah. seen is alternate universe Kirk, right? Mm-hmm. Except for that but, one when she called him at the end. Mm-hmm. But, like, like him hustling chess in the park, which I don't know how he made that much money to get that hotel room. I don't know yeah, how much but, he made. I don't know how well, long that took. It's, it's Canada. But, but that's so that, a Kirk move. Yeah. yeah. That is. But but it's Canada, so that hotel room was like, what, 30 bucks? And an apology. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm the, sorry the I don't have so much probably cost more than the room. Yeah, probably, man. Yeah. I tell you what, though. I wanted some hot dogs after that. but Yeah, for real. Um, God, it's, it was such a good episode, though. And uh, the lady yeah. that plays uh, uh, La'an just fucking nailed it. I think Christina Chong. Yes. I think. Yes. Yeah. She, oh, dude, she's so good. She I, I love was her. Really good in that episode, and uh, mm-hmm. like, and the very ending, you know, after she quote hung up on Kirk. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I bought it. You know. Yeah. I bought that well, performance. And it's just so weird that we've got a, a union sing, right? Oh yeah. Um, which it's just it's such an interesting little wrinkle, and I don't think it really messes with the 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 canon or anything like yeah. that. It's, just, it's so fascinating. To and see. they're like yeah. what, probably five years out from finding Khan. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Six. yeah. I don't know. Uh, I do have a theory about this series, though, and I okay. th- think what they're gonna do is this is their excuse to redo the original series. I hope so, I man. I, like, don't gonna, get me wrong. I, I love the original series. People are going to be pissed, a remake. but 
I'm fine with that. I am fine with <clears> them doing a new version of the original series. I don't know if they'll just keep the name Strange New Worlds to differentiate it. And Maybe. I'm fine with that, too. But, uh, God, it's just good to have Star Trek back. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a note about, uh, uh, oh, gosh, can't remember the name we were just talking about, the uh, Sing, La'an. Mm-hmm. La'an, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, in, in the first season... Like so, I I had watched uh, the Expanse, and so when I watched season one of Strange New World, seeing Laan, I'm like, wow, they really just wanted a character that was like Drummer from uh, the Expanse, because mm. she was like kind of that same kind of pulled back hair, you know, kind of severe. Mm-hmm. And I think season two, they really starting to break her out of that yeah. you know, mold of a Good. just carbon copy of Drummer, which I like. Mm-hmm. I love Drummer as a character. But you know mm-hmm. you can't just wholesale do plop you know pick that you know mannerisms and everything you know and plop it into Star Trek. Well, you know what I love that she is expanding because last season she really came off as a I'm the female lead in a 1990s sci-fi series that's in syndication. <laughs> you know, it was a very Highlander the Raven vibe kind of thing mm. to me. And I just love that she's become a character now. Yeah. Well, I think you really saw that in the episode in the season one where she and Uno were doing the uh, the checklist. Oh, yes, that was. I was so glad to see that. The, yeah, true. Uh, that that the, did start to diff- mm-hmm. make her a little more personable. Yeah. yeah. But here, here's the thing: characters evolve, right? And I'm yeah, glad absolutely. that we're seeing that. Like, she has to start. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, she starts severe. She has that tremendous survivor's guilt. But we've been seeing her loosen up. We've also mm-hmm. seen her get traumatized all over again. Thank you, Kirk. Mm-hmm. God, um, yeah. Just this, this whole crew on Strange New Worlds, like, I, I'm going to say my favorite core set of characters is on um, uh, Lower Decks. Oh, that's but a good I, Yeah. I really love the Strange New Worlds crew. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Mbega. Uh, he, he's great, Doctor. You um, know, I, I felt like they kind of shoehorned in his current uh, arc and character thing because they get rid of the daughter in season one and it's like well we got to have something for him to do but well, I, I, I do like I like it. the idea like of it. him I, I like the idea of we're seeing some of the um the Romulan war veterans yeah. and like we're getting that kind of dark side because you know two things I've always was wanted out Romulan of Star Trek or the Klingon uh was it a Klingon war yeah I think no, it was the Romulan war, war hasn't happened yet yeah yeah, yeah. Um, the Romulans at uh, this point are still kind of a nobody unknown knows who entity. they are. In fact, that's why Kirk yeah. in that episode, Kirk had to point out to uh, Laan that that was a Romulan ship. Because mm-hmm. remember, until yeah. Kirk's Enterprise, nobody's seen a Romulan ship. Yeah, which they touched yeah. on at the end of last season. They redid that yeah. episode with Pike at the helm instead. So yeah, I'm sorry. It was no, the, it's cool. Um, it's cool. It was the, but no. Uh, so the two things I want to see. I want to see a mini series set during the Klingon War. Just mm-hmm. find a, a random Starfleet crew, really show us what that war was like for them. Hell, because sure. we don't really get that. We don't really get that with um, Discovery, right? Because Discovery, they were kept away from the war because of their specific ship. Mm-hmm. So I want that. The other one that I've really wanting, uh, I've really been wanting, is a con miniseries set during the eugenics wars, I could get where it charts that. his rise to power. Hey, they should get the guy that played Kumar to play Khan. You know, I, actually, I think that could work. And the reason I bring that up is because I met him Saturday. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's got family here in town, and he comes down, and he, he buys his liquor at our store. Yeah, it's the second oh, time. Oh, that's I, cool. I, yeah. So I didn't see him this time, but I, I was around for the first time. Well, I was there, but I just was doing other things. Yeah. I was busy. But yeah, now he comes in. See, I've you know, never actually seen anything he's in except for part of Harold of Kumar, which I didn't like at all. And that's nothing to God do with him. <laughs> uh, but I did see him in House, mm-hmm. which was fucking great. Yeah. Well, that's neat. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think he'd make an interesting con. Yeah, I, I could see it. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely could see that. Yeah. But uh, no, that'd oh, be yeah. great. A good con meeting series would be interesting. Um, me and Mike actually had an idea for a Star Trek series at one point, but uh, they kind of did it. It's called Lower Decks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, so speaking of you were talking about, you know, crews and stuff. Yeah. Lower Decks is like the the Star Trek uh, group of characters you just want to like hang out with. Oh, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody else. It's like, yeah, you know, Pike and them are great and everything, but. You know, it seems like you know, they have more fun on the the yeah. Ritos. Yeah, and and it has absolutely nothing to do that I, with the fact that I have a major crush on uh, uh, Becker Beckett. Beckett. Yeah. Mm. For for me, it's Tendy. Uh, uh, Tendy. Tendy's yeah. Tendy's cool. Yep. But Beckett. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I Mar- Mariner's great. Mariner's great. So, um, guys, I mm-hmm. think it's time we take a small break. You know what? Actually, that sounds like a good idea. So we will be back in a few moments. You're breaking up with me? Uh, it's okay. We'll get back together in about five minutes. Oh, Th- this okay. is an off-the-air conversation, gentlemen. Uh. <laughs> Damn it. Hey, David. You know what makes our show great? What's that, Kevin? No ads. You know what would make it better? What's that, Kevin? What if, and I'm just spitballing here, we do ads for independent creators at reasonable rates? How reasonable? Overly. How about $2 per episode pre-roll? That is almost too reasonable. Might as well go for it. Let's send everyone to the contact page for Supernatural Selection. SupernaturalSelectionPod.com slash contact? Exactly. Just have them scroll down to the Advertise With Us section for more information. That sounds great. Now let's record the ad. Kevin? Yes, David? We just did. Whoa. And we're back. All right, Whee! gentlemen. Yes. Yeehaw. Did you two kiss and make up? We did. Um, I mean, you know, he Mike kissed used, me in my down there. He, he, Kevin could have <laughs> used less tongue. I mean, really, that that was unnecessary. But you know, yeah. whatever. See, what I couldn't tell because you put me in the chair and then you turned the chair into the corner. So, <laughs> no one puts Dave in the corner. No. Um, the thing is, if I'm gonna do something, I go all the way. <laughs> I'm just saying. Good to know. Yeah. All right. So, gentlemen. I want to talk about a couple of things. All right. Okay. Um, first of all, there is now a 24-7 Godzilla channel on Pluto TV. I am ecstatic about I, this. Yeah, because this I is the happiest I've ever up. been in my life. 
Wow. Like, because like, I've got I've got my Godzilla right here on the desk next to me. I love Godzilla, mm-hmm. man. So just a 24-hour Godzilla channel where I could watch Godzilla and Mothra and the fairies. I'm just like, yes, this is wonderful. Mothra! Which, yeah, like... No, I love that. Y- you guys use Pluto TV, right? You should, because Pluto TV is amazing. I do. They have an MST channel. They have, a mm-hmm. unsol- they have an Unsolved Mysteries channel. Of course I watch Pluto TV. I they have a Bob don't. Ross channel. Oh, but dude, yeah. I, I, want, I fell asleep last night watching Bob Ross. Yep. I yep. became really familiar with it when I was in the hospital last year and mm-hmm. came home and was in bed for two weeks. Man, mm. Pluto was all I watched. It's got two Star Trek channels now. It does. It's got a fucking Stargate channel. It's got... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're big fans of Pluto TV. Uh, Pluto TV, if you want to sponsor a podcast, we will suck your dick on air. Yep. 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 You are the you are our Doritos. So everybody go get Pluto TV. That is mm-hmm. a deep cut to Behind the Bastards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, here, here's the thing, gentlemen. I've been wanting to talk to you about this for like three weeks now. Okay. I want to talk about the bear. Okay. I, I know the title of it. Mm-hmm. And that is it. I didn't even know existed. it existed until everyone lost their shit that the second season was out. Well, like, I, I lost my shit during season one, so season two is just more of a great show for me. But, um... Okay. So, uh, Mike, have you heard of The Bear? No. Well, I think I've heard of it, but okay. I'm not familiar with it. The bear I'm familiar with is the one from uh, the Saturday Night Live, Duh, Bears. <laughs> no, it's not that. Although okay. it is related. Okay. DJ um, and the bear? <laughs> that was a chimp. I never understood that. Yeah, why is it called a bear when it's a chimp? It's a chimp, goddammit. Let's, it get, been, our per- let's been, get our mammals well, right. If you call it BJ and the chimp, you're just thinking that chimp has given you a BJ. As opposed well, to what's BJ the bear? And the bear? Well, yeah. The bear's not going to give you a BJ. You're giving the bear the BJ. Yes, exactly. BJ on the bear. Anyway... The bear <laughs> so, is a uh, dramedy. I guess that was that's what you would classify it as. Uh, sure, on, or a dark on, comedy. Yeah, on uh, FX slash Hulu. I guess now FX is doing all of their shows on Hulu, which is fine by me because I love FX. Um, like honestly, yeah, FX is some of the best drama TV I've seen. So okay, um, okay. So what the bear is is it is a um, show that takes place in Chicago. And the show starts off uh, this this chef who's been working in uh, Michelin star restaurants. He comes home after his brother dies of uh, uh, suicide and takes over the guy's uh, sandwich place. Uh, And it's uh, the sandwich place is based off of the original beef of Chicagoland in Chicago. So it's like a it's like a icon of the city. Um, So. So the, the chef kind of takes over this um, restaurant, uh, trying to run it and everything like that. And you've got the people who are kind of set in their ways, but he's also trying to elevate it. And there's a lot of cool stuff going on. And the first season, like, I fell in love with that first season. It was one of my favorite shows of 2022. Okay. Like, hands down. Absolutely loved it. I lost my shit when season two launched, and I finished it in the span of about uh, a day and a half. Yeah, I remember you doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not good for my sleep schedule, but I'm um, sure the, the bear beckoned me. So, um, but yeah, no, the show is so good, especially. Um, I think the best movie I have seen this year is the sixth episode of the show. 
because it, it was like longer than an hour. It, it's obviously just an episode of the show, but it is like one of the best. It's like a really good short film. Um, and it's called the um, the, uh, the the fishes. And mm. it's a family dinner at Christmas time. And it is the most intense, like hour and 10 minutes of television I have ever watched. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it is so good. Um, yeah, I I'm trying to figure out what to how to sell you on this. Um, well, you kind of had me at sandwich shop, but I'll, <laughs> I'll probably check it out. Like, like, you're just hungry. I yes, yeah. but that's well, me you've always. had Italian beef before, right? This isn't an innuendo. Like you've had an Italian beef sandwich, right? Uh, is that the one with the all jus or what? Yeah, yeah, you, you you'd say that. Um, you dip it. Yeah. Okay, probably. So I've had it, a lot of sandwiches. Yeah. So the um. So it's a sandwich place, but this this guy who takes over, he is this uh, very kind of like traumatized Michelin star chef. His mm-hmm. uh, former boss is played by Joel McHale. Oh wow! And he pops up in a few episodes. But okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna run down the call sheet real quick of guest stars in this episode called Fishes. Okay, so you have the normal cast. Okay, um, I, I I had to re- remind myself who Joel McHale is, and I love Joel McHale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've always loved Joel That's McHale. That's uh, the the guy from uh, Community, Community, right? And, and the yeah, super. and he he would have been the main character in the U.S. version of the IT crowd. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw had that. that. I saw that pilot. That was that was it went, good. It, it was the British version with different actors, well, except well, for Moss. Except for Moss, yeah. yeah. I don't think you could do anybody else, but no, Moss. right? But, uh, that's uh, the only person. And what's anyway. his name? Joel McHale? No. Oh, oh, Ian McDiarmid? No, no, that's 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 the emperor. Uh, yeah, I know who you mean. And Dewey. So what? Um, anyway, let's move well, on to the call sheet. One of, one of the actors <laughs> who's a regular on the show is Oliver Platt, who is a great actor, right? So, like the show secured Oliver Platt, he shows up a lot. He's in this episode, but I'm going to go ahead and read through the uh, call sheet here. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh shit. Gillian Jacobs. John Mulaney. Bob Odenkirk. Jesus Christ. Sarah Paulson. Um, John Barenthal. Like, it, it's just, oh, God, there's so many great actors that show up in this. Um, but they, they, they're, all these characters are part of, like, this larger kind of, like, mixed family where, where you know, like, you have a f- close friend who becomes part of the family. Uh, yeah, no, wouldn't know anything about that, would we, Mike? <laughs> no. Not no, either. not a bit. That's exactly the kind of thing that you have going on there with this. Okay. Um, but it's it's this really tense flashback to, like, the last Christmas the family had before the older brother commits suicide. Mm. And you just see the pressure building. Um, the main character, um, Carmen, uh, or they call him Carmi, uh, he's played by Jeremy Allen White, and he is so good because he has this very, like, traumatized energy to him. Um, mm. Like, he, he just, like, he, he's got this very magnetic personality. So, number one, Carmi, uh, great character, fantastic actor. Um, he has this intensity to him. You also have um, Io, uh, Io Edibiri, who plays Sydney, who's kind of a chef that he takes under his wings and partners up with to try to mm-hmm. um, make this uh, restaurant a bigger thing. Yeah. Um, and then also, if you're familiar with Andor, which you are now, obviously, Kevin. Yes, um, I am. Eben Moss Bacharach, who played um, Skeen 
he's in this as well, playing okay. the friend of the older brother who kind of got inducted into the family here. Okay. And he's got a really cool narrative journey as well. Um, it's just, oh my God, it's so good. I cannot stop talking about the show when I get a chance. Um, and then also, like, have either of you guys worked in, like, the food industry at all? A little bit. Mike has, I haven't. Okay, Mike, what did you do? So, I think the... Okay, so the my very first job ever was at a Dairy Queen. Okay. Um, fast food. And then for a brief moment, I worked at a Papa John's. Okay. Um, but n- never a real traditional sit-down restaurant environment. See, see my um, experience, um, I worked as a food runner at a casino restaurant. I rem- I barely remember that. Yeah, I hated it, but um yeah. But it it, it was one of those things where I was I was actually really good at it uh, to the point where they would only staff me in the morning for like <laughs> 4 oh. hours and I was the food runner and the expo. So I'd have to make sure all the plates were arranged properly, I had to make sure all the orders were correct and then I had to run it out myself all while doing the toast and doing all the other morning activities that sucked. Um yeah, I, 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 I did well at it, but the, the other thing is, like, I, I know how kitchens work from having mm-hmm. been in that situation, because, you know, you, you know me and how I get along with people. Like, I knew the line cooks. I knew the chef and everything like that, right? Like, I spent a lot of time with them, and, like, having been in that sort of environment, this show gives me, like, traumatic flashbacks, but I'm kind of thankful oh, wow. for that. Uh huh. Because I I used to come I used to come home and like have like anxiety attacks because I I would hear the 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 ticket sound in my head. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. like when when that shows up on the show, of course it like gets me and it gets my adrenaline going. But mm-hmm. it's kind of something that I miss as well. And it's kinda, no, I can understand that. Yeah, and it's kind of nice to kind of relive that through the show and just watch people who are like really good at what they do trying to make something and overcome all these like challenges um okay yeah um well i'll I'll put to you like this uh i just upgraded our disney plus subscription to have hulu mike ah so there yeah, you, we can watch you, guys, it. you guys should try it out and let me know what you think. Um, and it's it's what's nice is it doesn't overstay its welcome. Episodes are usually about a half an hour to 40 minutes at most, you know, because with a lot of streaming yeah. shows now, you can just make the episode as long as you need to. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish more people would do that instead of like, you know, we're going to do a full hour. No, just do, just do 35 minutes if that's what you got. Um, sure. But yeah, it's it's. I, I it's rare me, for me to for sure. it's rare for me to like rave about something as much as I rave about this show. You have been on a bit of a streak with it. Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing. I just mean you were like really into it. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's when you find something that you love, right? You want to like mm-hmm. advocate for it. Um yeah. There, there's a lot of brilliance in it. Um, and, you know, and, and the thing is about the season, there is like this one two punch of episodes because episode six is uh, fishes, which is like the most intense, dramatic episode of the season. And then this the episode following it is called Forks. And it's one of the most like charming and uplifting 
episodes of the season. It feels like a roller coaster. Okay. Yeah, I just, oh my god, it, it's so good. But yeah, like you, you, I want you guys to at least try the first couple of episodes and let me know what yeah. you think. That being well, said, it I'm, is intense. I'm in a better like, place Holly, to do that. Holly could not watch it with me because it's mm. it's that intense. Um, like there is a lot of yelling on the show because that's what it's like in a, a kitchen and that sort of thing, right? Yeah. But yeah, she she couldn't watch it. Okay. Um, so yeah, if if you're sensitive to things like that. Um, which like I, I get, I, I totally get, but it's also one of those things yeah. where I, I'm kind of sensitive to it as well, to a degree. But it was one yeah, of those. Yeah, but you also kind of, lived that. So yeah, I'm still waiting for like a really, really good show about retail, like my kind of retail, the one I experienced, the shithole of working in a nightmare store. Have you tried Superstore at all? That's a comedy. I'm looking, uh, so for you're more, looking for more like what you're talking about, like something like the bear. Okay. Yeah, I think there's potential for something like that out there. Yeah, and there's probably a lot of people that, uh, you know, have experienced that. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that's popping up in my neighborhood um, a lot are these like overstock stores where they get the overstock from different businesses yeah. and then resell it and everything like that. I think you could mm-hmm. make a good drama about like a family that opens up one of those. Sure. Like a, like a dramedy, you know, you know, cause there's definitely like the customer base and everything like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I, I feel it. I think that could work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think somebody could do for retail what the bear has done for food service. Now, uh, do you guys find yourself to be, like, major foodies at all? Like, how well do you know, like, cooking and kitchens um, and that sort of thing? I can cook some. Uh, I enjoy eating. Okay, what, what about you, Mike? Um, so, I can do all right around the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm no gourmet or, you know, I don't use, you know, premium ingredients or, you know... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna make he a uh, the finest finest sausages. <laughs> I'm not gonna make a bechamel or anything like that. But you know, hey, I I don't even know what that is. Well, uh, bechamel isn't that fancy. Well, you know, and it's uh, a fancy it, sounding it, it word. It sounds yeah. fancy because it's French. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Well, I, no, I, I I you know I, I get where you're coming or, from because like um I, I I have a budget that I have to deal with, so obviously I can't yeah. go nuts, right? But um, I'll tell you what, honestly, at one point I was seriously considering culinary school because I I love to cook. I love food. I don't overeat. That's the thing. I don't overeat. But I like, do. fuck, I mean, in my past, sure. But like, I'm very like low, smaller proportions and stuff are smaller portions now. But like, I, like I take food seriously. Um, I own a bunch of cookbooks. Um, I know a bunch like I'll see a chef that's consulting on a TV show. And I'll know who that chef is and I'll know their restaurant. I've never been to it, but I've read and watched enough of this stuff to where it's like. Yeah, that was us a little bit back in the late 90s, early 2000s when uh, uh, what's called Iron Chef was a big deal. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Food Network when was like, you know, interesting to watch. Yeah, when Good Eats was new. Yeah. You know, and then also like two of my favorite movies all time, Ratatouille and Chef. Right. So like like culinary stuff 
is in my blood. Like if I'm if I don't have anything going on at night, I will pop on the original Japanese Iron Chef on Pluto oh, TV. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I love the original. And then like I'll know the exact techniques they're using in that sort of thing. So part of the reason I like the the bear so much is because it lets me kind of indulge that like esoteric food knowledge that I've gathered and I've not really been able to put right. into practice with premium stuff. Um, Let me ask you something real quick. When they go to announce the uh, the secret ingredient on Iron Chef, do you ever do like I do and just name out like something that you obviously can't cook? Like today's secret ingredient, hate. <laughs> I don't do that, but I might start doing that. Okay, we. It's, like, I'll never forget Paul going, baby. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing is, like, it's also fun when you watch shows like that and think about, like, what would I do with that ingredient? Oh, I... And, and then uh, you see the chefs start doing that horror. stuff. Fuck it up. Just yeah, super just bad. Totally just... <laughs> Look, no. Gravy. Buckets of gravy on I, it. I know what I would do. I would, like, slap, throw it on the grill and slather it in barbecue sauce. <laughs> Everything. Because <laughs> I will say, like, like I, I do a mean, you know, grilling... I do. I do some good he grilling. Is I get, a damn I good get, griller. I get compliments on my grilling. Well, one thing that I'll do is when I come over to see you guys, I will definitely like cook something because, like, I I do enjoy cooking. People like what I make. Well, you know what? You enjoy cooking, people. I bet yeah. you do. Oh yeah. Well, I think I, didn't I say people enjoy my cooking, or did I say I enjoy cooking people? You said you enjoy cooking people. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, Bit of a I, Freudian I a slip there, there son. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, like, it's just, it's something that I like to do, like, it, and also, like, making dinner, it can be kind of a relaxing thing for me, especially, like, when something doesn't go wrong, but, like, um, being able to kind of, like, try new stuff, like, I'll, I'll be like, you know, I kind of want to try making this tonight, and I, I got a store around the corner, I'll run there, grab some stuff, so. Right. You know, it's just, the, the Bear is one of those shows that lets me indulge in a part of myself that I don't get to indulge in as much as I'd like. See, my thing with cooking is everybody talks about how it's a communal thing. It's very, you know, it brings us all together. And I'm like, I can take that and ruin it. I can certainly make this a miserable experience. Oh, God, that's exactly what that sixth episode of season two is. Oh, good. Okay, great. That is exactly how I am in the kitchen with other humans. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I I want you guys to give that one a try. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and try random sure. half, um, you know, because I remember it, but I'm gonna try to find it again and rewatch it. Uh, you guys try the bear, and then let me know what you think. Okay, sure. I, I'll do it this week. Hell yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. Let's do that. I might rewatch yeah. it myself. So, <laughs> you, yeah. Do you need an excuse to start watching it again, just out of curiosity? No, no. You but could I, just say, I, I I'm like going to watch it again. Like, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, there's some shows that I watch over and over again. The Bear is kind of intense. I don't know how often I'll watch that one over and over again. Like, I will, but I may have to space it out a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not mm-hmm. like Trailer Park Boys where I'll finish season 12 and, and then immediately start at season one again. I've done that. I, I remember... I didn't do that on purpose, but like when Stargate was on during mm-hmm. the day and I was working on comics, they would mm-hmm. just run like three or four episodes in a row and do the whole series and then start over. So I, I became very 
very familiar with Stargate SG-1 like that. Yeah, you know, because there's some shows it's like, I'm definitely going to watch them again, but they're such like an intense ride that I kind of have to space them out. Right. Um, like no, Breaking totally Bad understand. is another one of those. Like, because I've rewatched Breaking Bad about three times, and I want to start, I'm getting that urge to kind of watch it again, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mike, is there anything you've ever done like that? Any shows you've watched, like, multiple times? I'm not really one that does rewatching a lot. You see, um, I, I do. That's interesting. That There's some people that don't, and that's fine. Mm. So, I'm trying to think. Um, even my favorites, I usually don't, like, of my own volition, go back and rewatch much. Um, hmm. Yeah. Because, see, I, I actually have, like, some rewatches that I schedule, um, like, every year. So, like, for example, I just finished rewatching um, Band of Brothers in the Pacific. Yeah, okay. I usually watch around the 4th of July or around Veterans Day because those are two incredible programs. Um, yeah, I, I love them. Um, the other thing is, like, I watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Well, I, I should actually say the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings trilogies uh, uh, once a year. I'll watch, Lord of, I'll watch Lord of the Rings. But, no, I totally understand. There's, like, tri- like I used to watch Fight Club once a year. Yeah, no. Like, Mike, you don't have anything like that? Not really. I mean, it's, like I said, it's... it's- Mike's brain is built different from ours, and that's all that is. Yeah, it's, uh, not, no, that's, it's not a judgment or anything. Of even, course, even just... some of my favorite stuff, I just don't revisit like in its entirety. I might like go back and watch a bit of it, mm-hmm. but you know, not mm-hmm. serially. I, I don't know, like Kevin, you 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 do that on occasion. Why do you do it? Um, comfort. Yeah, you know, that's what I was going to say. Um, yeah, it is straight-up comfort for me. It's really fucked up to say that I watch Band of Brothers and The Pacific for comfort, <laughs> considering what the I need the blood. But no, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's like a reminder, or a reminder to kind of indulge in the thing that you know that you love. I guess I'm more about finding new things that I'll love. Which, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I, I mean, I do the same thing. Um, I mean, why do you think I've been playing Skyrim for, like, what, uh, 12 years? <laughs> yeah, it's like I play Earthbound every year. Um, you know, I, I play it for, like, a week, and I finish it, and then I'm, I'm done. It, but. We're... I, maybe we're on a different part of the spectrum from Mike. <laughs> you know that that's a good that's a good point. We should like chart our spectrums and do an episode on that. Well, you know, I thought about that, and then like I looked it up, and there is no one in my state that does uh, adult diagnosis of autism. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I looked it up. I was like, hey, I wonder if I'm autistic. Guess I'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, Mike, uh, I'd be curious if you find yourself, like, with the urge to suddenly rewatch something. I'd love to know what it is Uh, just in the the future, because that that seems interesting to me. Because, again, like, we all have our different approaches to this stuff. And I just it's interesting how people approach these things. Yeah. 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 So um, long story short, watch the bear. Okay. (laughs) Gonna. Will do. At least watch your first couple and report back. Mm hmm. All right. So how about we play a game, gentlemen? Would you like to play a game? Would you like to play a game? 
I'm just sitting here going, the only way to win is not to play. <laughs> well, and actually, I think you're in the right uh, mindset for this. Oh, Because he just dropped an 80s movie. So yeah. um, our game today is um, usually with movies, you have very low budget ones or very high budget blockbuster tent poles these days. Sure. I want to come up with kind of like, I want us to come up with a sequel to a movie that never got a sequel, but you would want to do. The rule is, though, that you're only going to have a, let's say, low budget of $15 million. That's actually kind of low for a lot of movies these days. Right. And it has to be a sequel to a movie that never had a sequel. Uh Uh-huh. And you have to give me what your approach to it would be. What would be your pitch? Why did you choose that movie? What might you do? You don't have to have everything set in stone. Sure. But I want you to come up with something that you would want to do. So, And it has to be within that $15 million. So you have to kind of think about, like, well, what can I get away with? Mm-hmm. So who wants to go first? I'll go first because it kind of came to me as an epiphany. Sure. Oh, yeah. Spaceballs. <laughs> because there's been so much uh, material that you can lampoon and parody. I'm going to give you a technicality on that one because there was the Spaceballs the animated series. Uh, I don't count that. That was awful. Uh, okay. Okay. But I'm going to have to. That conduct- was a TV show. That shouldn't count. I mean, well, technically, it, still, I mean, it, Ghostbusters, if you want to do that, I mean, the Ghostbusters, the animated series, I mean, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, count. but like the, the idea was like a and, movie that didn't who have a sequel. It? Well, who remembers it? I remember it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, okay. Want to know something? I did not know that there was a Spaceballs animated hey, thing. If it makes you feel any better, it mm-hmm. came on uh, G4, G4, so no it, one yeah, saw it. It, it wasn't I did good. Not it wasn't know that good, was a but thing. like I do want to point out that yes, there was technically a follow up to it, but yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. But 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 my my idea is hewing new ground because. You know, like I said, it would be parodying the, you know, the prequels and sequels and all the, the other awakens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and Mel Brooks seems to be on a tear now. So, you know, might as well squeeze a little more juice out of him. And he knows how to do a movie on a lower budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what would your how, how would you approach like, OK, so obviously you're doing the sequels and the prequels, but like which characters are returning um, how, how we doing um, this? So I, I mean, you would you would do a new cast. I'm mean, guessing since we do direct sequel instead of a prequel, or maybe we could do a prequel. Well, what you do is know, you do it like the do it like the sequels. So it's like uh, you know a new cast, and then you have like Bill Pullman in there. It, as old, it, you know, as old uh, Schwartz or old like the old uh, Han Lone Solo Star, role. Lone Star, yeah. yeah, yeah, old Lone Star. You think they could dig Rick Moranis out of retirement for it? You know, he did a commercial with, uh, 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 what's his name? Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds. So, hmm. sure, why not? I mean, maybe. I don't think he would. My, my gut says I'm pretty sure he wouldn't come back for, like, an actual role. Maybe he if it was only a... Here, here's the thing. If it was only they a had, cameo, maybe, but... They had in... Uh, God, I can't remember the name of that show that takes place in the uh, 80s that was on ABC for a while. They had Dark Helmet... And they just had someone in the suit, and Rick Moranis came back and did the voice. Oh, the Goldbergs. Goldbergs. Goldbergs, yes. Thank you. So, I mean, he'd be down for doing something like that. Maybe. 
as like a Schwartz ghost. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but that, I think that falls into the cameo, yeah. and not you know the main. You know, I would say you'd need like at least twenty five percent of the screen time to be you know considered an actual yeah. main character. Well, you have like a new barf character played by like Chris O'Dowd from the IT crowd. <laughs> yeah, call, call him like Rebarf. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, call him, call him, uh, verp. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Vomit burp, verp. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we get like, oh, Mel Brooks is doing another Spaceballs movie because he just did uh, another history of the world. <laughs> yeah. I just added that to the list on Hulu. So I, I need to finish it. I watched out. like the first two episodes and I got distracted, <laughs> but it, it was fun so far. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. But, um, yeah, no, that, that's. I, I like that. I think, um, you know, space balls could work. But here, here's sure. a lightning round. Okay, mm-hmm. since uh, you gave me one that technically had a follow-up, can you, you don't have to give me the whole song and dance, but can you give me another potential movie you would want to How about this? Y'all, y'all go and I will ruminate okay. on okay. it. Okay, okay. Who's next? Uh, I got one. Okay. Buckaroo Bonsai. Mm, Fuck. That is <laughs> a good damn one. It. Yeah. That is really mm-hmm. good. Is I'll, Peter I mean, Weller still I, alive? What's that? Is Peter Weller still alive? Yes, he yeah. is. Oh, okay. Could He's you really... voicing RoboCop in the new RoboCop game. Oh, oh, my God. Could you really do that on that low of a budget, though? Yeah, especially if you scale it back from the World Crime League to, like, Buckaroo Banzai versus the League of Ninjas. You just have stuntmen. Uh, yeah. And, like, one villain played by, like, Christopher Walken. <laughs> so so what so th- this is your pitch for uh Buckaroo Bonsai 2. Mhm. Yeah, they've like kidnapped the president's balls or something. I don't <laughs> know. And uh it's like Christopher Walken is holding them like they have like a ball stealing ray. And uh the ninjas are like threatening to take over New York or I don't it's something with Manhattan. Are, are you keeping uh, Jeff Goldblum in it? Oh, obviously. Yes, okay. you've got to have him come yeah. back. I and, mean, immediately that's like still dressed as a cowboy. That's, that's like most of your budget right there, but, you know, why not? Yeah, I mean, and I have a feeling he would be willing oh, to yeah. do it because... Oh, yeah. he'd do it for like a ham sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a ham sandwich kind of roll for him. It's like, I, uh, I, wait, wait, you, uh, you mean I get to be in Buckaroo Banzai too? <laughs> so yeah, no, he would totally do it for him. Say how much uh, Peter Weller seems to be down for a lot of stuff. Uh, and what he what you do is you have it. This is the torch passing movie where you pass it down to like Buckaroo's kid. Now, now who would play Buckaroo's kid then? Who are you going to cast? That's a really good question because um, that has to be part of this, right? You have to come up with some sort of um, hmm, who's the guy that played Han Solo in Solo? I, uh, I think you uh, want to go Alden younger. Alden Einrich, I believe. Well. I, him if I had my druthers, but yeah, younger, I don't know, go with an unknown. Yeah, I mean, that can work. They're cheap. <laughs> They're hungry. <laughs> they they want to get their name out there. And part of the plot revolves around they finally, uh, they froze Clancy Brown because he got poisoned and never dealt with that for the rest of the movie. You have him finally get unfrozen. Hmm. And he's aged, but yeah, they managed to finally, like 40 years later, uh, uh, cure Clancy Brown. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, I like it. I like it very much. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Buckaroo Bonsai versus a League of Ninjas coming to your local uh, Cinemaplex. Hell whenever. yeah! That's awesome. 
Okay. Thank you. I, for mine, this one's going to be tough, but I think I could squeeze in, in 50, uh, like $15 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last Starfighter 2. Oh, dude. Yes. I don't know. That would that No, would no. You keep the special effects at the same <laughs> level. Yeah. No. You use out of, you use out of box blender assets. <laughs> no, no. You do all the special effects in the Unreal Engine. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think I think I can make um I think I can make it work. Uh it would be like a very kind of stripped down story. Um but it would basically be, you know, Alex um, testing this new form of Gunstar with Grig. They accidentally activate a wormhole, find themselves on a planet, and Grig it dies. It turns into enemy mine. <laughs> and then Alex realizes he needs a co-pilot, but he has to find the right co-pilot, right? Uh-huh. So he uses the Centauri video game plan on that planet... Uh-huh. To find his new pilot and introduce so that you have pilot. Like, not just a nerd, but an mm-hmm. alien nerd. Yeah, an alien nerd. Um, and then, yeah, just like also have maybe Alex being chased by bounty hunters. So he's also trying to take oh. care. Of- yeah. And I, I, oh, you know- and what you do, what you do is you have them be those uh, that weird robot thing mm-hmm. from the first movie. The beta so unit? So you just have the same dude play both roles. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's how I would do it. And you would have most of the movie kind of stuck on this planet, but then have, like, a nice budget-breaking set piece at the end where the bounty hunters are trying to stop them from activating this, like, wormhole thing to get them back. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's how I would probably do a... Last Starfighter 2. You've thought about that one. I admit that I have. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fair. I don't know. The Buckaroo Bonds, I think, I just kind of had to come up with on the spot. So um, no, It's also, I was it belies our it. different approaches. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Mike, so, have, you, so, have you got another? So, so do, do, you, do you, either of you think I could do this? Do you, do you think I could actually come up with a second idea? I yeah. think you could. Well, you're right. Oh, okay. Break, strap in because we're now going All for right. Robot Jocks Two. Yes, <laughs> yes. That would cost like the budget is will be like you know two million dollars, and you spend the rest on the actors. I mean, but yeah, Robot Jocks yes. Two. Yes. Who are you casting? Uh, oh, I don't know. You said I didn't have to come up with the whole thing again. No, just yeah, throw no, some, okay, throw some stuff out there. Some some cheap, you know, some some guy that's like done. How about Shang Chi, the guy that played Shang Chi? I don't know yet. I mean, he's he'd probably be too expensive. Just I don't just know. some. He's, he's not Crampton doing much now, again. and he's hungry. Some some washed up, you know, mo- mostly has been. Um, I don't know. Uh, the guy from Alien Nation, the series. That's there you a little go. too old. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I like it. I like it. So I, I think we have some winners here. Yeah, actually, I think these are much better ideas than what's coming out right now. Hollywood, <laughs> come on, give give us a call. Yeah. Throw me money. But, but you know, settle the writer strike first. Yeah. And call, give us a call. Yeah, that, that's you know, If you really start calling, important. we're going to join this, the, that, uh, the, guild. the SAG. Yeah. No, you not know? SAG, the other one. Uh, yeah. uh, SWA. SWA? SWG. SWG. Swoog. You're sagging your swags. 
Um, okay, so uh, actually, I, I just stumbled because I'm on IMDb right now because I had to look up stuff on the bear as I was talking about it. Um, I see that born today on July 9th, we got some pretty big names. Mm-hmm. Really? Tom Hanks. Wow. Happy belated birthday, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pamela Adlin. Uh, who's that? Voice of Bobby Hill. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's my birthday. I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> That's my person. I don't know you. Um, Scott Grimes. Um, you know him from the Orville, but he was also in Band of Brothers. I um, think he's going to be a Dragon Con. Oh, well, there you go. Definitely check him out then. Uh, who else we got here? Um, let's see. I see Kevin Nash, the wrestler. Oh, wow. That's uh, that's the original Elmo. Yeah. The problematic one. Oh, no, no. This <laughs> is the wrestler, not the... Oh, oh. I was thinking Kevin a... Clash. Sorry, my bad. My yeah. apologies. Please don't kill me, Mr. Nash. Let's see. Uh, Fred Savage. Hey. Raymond Cruz, who played um, Crazy 8 on Breaking Bad. Uh, okay. Today would have been Brian Dennehy's birthday. Oh, man. Jimmy I love Smith. Tommy Boy. Can I just say, I can't think of Jimmy Smith's without thinking of that movie is in called Switch, where in the commercial <clears throat> they said, Switch, and then a separate voice, Jimmy Smith's. Like, that was the title. <laughs> Shit, Chris Cooper as well. Oh, wow. Let's see. Um, yeah, just a bunch of, bunch of names. Uh, Courtney Love. Holy shit. Oh, wow. wow. I'm, yeah. I'm glad Clark's not here. He, he will not let that name go without talking about the conspiracy. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, uh, there's some there's some names. There's like a bunch of people born. To, uh, Richard Roundtree. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Shaft. Yeah. So, so there He's you go. I think maybe we should shut your mouth. On, um, talk about Richard Roundtree. Mm-hmm. I can dig it. Yeah. So, I, I think uh, we'll, we'll wrap up with some like birthdays next time as well. Because that's, that's kind of nice. fun. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Do you gentlemen have anything that you would like to uh, wrap up with? Anything you want to plug? Anything you plan to do in the coming week? Uh, well, I just want to say once again, thank you to Rwanda. For some reason, we are like the fourth. Uh, our uh, Supernatural Selection is like the fourth most listened to documentary podcast in Rwanda. <laughs> and the 12th in uh, the United Arab Emirates. So there you go. That's a thing. Maybe the Saudis will invest in us. So bonjour to our Rwandan listeners. (laughs) One of their main languages is uh, French. (laughs) How about you, Mike? You got anything you're looking Um, forward to? Anything you want to plug? I I just happened to be looking through Hulu and I saw Designing Women, and that's a show I haven't thought about in 30 years. Oh Yeah, yeah. Jan Hooks was on there. (laughs) Annie Potts. (laughs) Annie Potts. Mm-hmm. I love Annie Potts. We got one. I'm going to ask people to check out uh, cosmic-.com. I put a page out this weekend. Very proud of it. A lot of uh, comedy on it. Just very happy with it. Um, yeah, we're good. Well, it's, it's good stuff. Yep. You heard it from Kevin, so. Mm-hmm. Great comic. Go read it. And with that, I think we should probably do a closing thought. And my closing thought for everyone today is I hope your fries remain crispy even after a half an hour. It, that's an impossible ask. I'm yes, sorry. but that is really nice of you. Yeah, it, it would look if that, that's that's paradise. 
mm-hmm. paradise is where your fries. That's that's. I, I just wish the best for all my friends. Oh well, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. This has been distraction home. We just climbed out of it. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>